1: the following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion ideas skepticism and adult subject matter topics will be discussed using adult language sometimes gratuitously get ready to move the conversation forward this ain't your granddad's news and comment show this is i doubt it podcast with Brittany page and jesse Dalamore. Welcome to episode 824 of I Doubt It Podcast. I am your host, Jesse Dallimore, joined today by the indeed, pretty great, Brittany Page.
2: That's it? <laughs> Wait, what just happened? I
1: loved your face just now. You were like, yeah. it like wrinkled, like it, if you imagine someone like wringing out a washcloth with water in it, your face went, eh? uh, Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> You're probably representing the perspective of many people who turn on the show, and I'm talking specifically to those people who listen to an hour-long show where they hear me talking for about half of that period. And then and- email
1: a question and address it only to me and make no mention of you.
2: Yeah, Hey, Jesse, I was listening to episode 823, and uh, you started talking about this segment, and uh, anyway, thank you so much, sir. Really love your work, and fuck that bitch who's with you. <laughs>
1: Well, let me say, is that
2: not how it is that
1: this is a great, a far better intro than the one we had planned. (laughs) We were going to open the show talking about this discussion about whether Trump should be indicted or whether that's good for the country and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And this just fell right in our fucking lap. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. If you write the show or call the show, which happens a lot and you're just talking to me, and you make no mention of Britney Page, no one's going to ever know you called or emailed, except for this particular segment right now. <laughs> it happens a lot. It's the reason we changed the motherfucking name of the show.
2: I wouldn't say it happens a lot.
1: From I Doubt It with Dollimore to just I Doubt It with Jesse Dollimore and Brittany Page.
2: I think you think it happens a lot because you find it particularly, Particularly egregious.
1: <laughs> yeah, it bothers me a, fu- a lot.
2: I, I don't think it happens a lot. It's pretty rare, but uh, it is strange when it does happen. I do wonder what the what's happening. There. So let's
1: let's crowdsource that question. Well, so what is happening? No, <laughs> uh, now you're like, oh shit. <laughs> what is happening? Is it like, and I hesitate to use this word because it's like self-aggrandizing when I don't think this of myself. But is it like star fucking? Is it like, oh, I see that person on YouTube. They're internet famous, quote unquote. I want to address just them since I don't really know who Britney Page is.
2: Well, I think or that's. I think that's the. Is
1: it straight up misogyny?
2: I. Th- There's a third option. Oh, what's that? That I suck.
1: That is not an <laughs> option. Okay, we've done eight hundred. This is eight hundred twenty-four episodes of this show.
2: Yeah. You don't have to convince me. I know I don't suck. So I'm saying there's a third option. You never know. People have their opinions. People have their thoughts. And the thing is, I am aware of that. And I'm perfectly fine with that. There was a Twitter account several years ago, Sports by Brooks. And he, when the whole Sandusky thing was going on at Penn State, he was covering that. I don't know what happened to that account or to him. But I
1: totally forgot about that guy.
2: He had in his bio something that I really liked. I'm trying to put it together as I talk. I think it was something that just... Not for everyone? Yeah, something along those lines. Or
1: is that the guy from The Office? Ryan from The Office. Doesn't he have not for everyone in his I, yeah, bio? Yeah, it's something, something like it's that. It's something yeah. like
2: that that indicates that an awareness of the fact that you are not going to be liked by everybody... And that that is okay. I mean, it it's just a part of life. But I think the most innocent explanation is what you said first, Jesse, that a lot of people find the show because of YouTube. And so they know you. And then they just kind of hear this other voice and don't really have any kind of relationship with the other voice. The other voice being me. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I know. And, I know. And so when they call in, they feel more of a kinship with you and that and that is why they address you that's what I would say is probably the most likely explanation it's still strange and I don't get it because if I listened to a show yeah and there were two people that were talking for an hour and I called that show I would definitely address both people that were on that show even though I listen to shows where one is clearly my favorite uh, I would still I would still do that
1: yeah, yeah. well all that be that as it may <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not playing your fucking voicemails or your emails, cause it's rude.
2: Okay, that is.
1: Am fair, I being a dick?
2: Fair enough. No, I appreciate. You're very.
1: It. You're acting as though I'm being a cock right now. No,
2: I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate the advocacy and defense of me. That's uh, very very well, nice. That,
1: okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Did you find the Twitter bio? Because it looked like you were looking for. Something. I did.
1: There's still a sports by Brooks Twitter, but it is not. It's not that. Okay. So anyway, somebody, if you remember, let us know. Let's move on with the intro topic we were going to talk about.
2: Yeah. So there's this debate about whether or not. And yes, that was a question. Donald Trump (laughs) should be indicted. And basically, (laughs) there's two directions we can go here. Yes, he should be indicted. If we fail to indict him, that it then signals to the rest of the country that you can get to a certain position in society. You can be powerful enough to be immune from legal consequences for your criminal actions.
1: But it is the the real world manifestation of I can shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and nothing's going to happen.
2: Right. And then the other side of it is we cannot indict Former President Trump, because this sets a poor precedent, it would be the first former president right, ever let, to be indicted. Let's back
1: that up. We cannot We cannot choose to not uh, uh, indict.
2: No. The other side of it is we should not indict hmm. because... Did I say it wrong?
1: No. Maybe I just got the the first one wrong. Go ahead. You're right.
2: We should not indict because it will set a poor precedent... Because a former president of the United States has never been indicted. Right. And uh, former President Gerald Ford, when it was Nixon, decided to pardon President Nixon. That's right. Part of because of this reason, because of the precedent that it would set. The other issue w- with this is not just precedent, but also that it will cause riots, apparently. People are worried about the actual consequences within the MAGA movement. If Donald Trump were to be indicted,
3: say this, if there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information
4: after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, there'll be
1: riots in the streets. Lindsey Graham.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's not just Lindsey Graham saying that you said that Donald Trump is now sharing this on truth. Social. Yeah,
1: Donald Trump shared this very clip on truth. Social. And what does that indicate to everyone who's clear thinking and wide eyed about that? It, it, it's he's signaling this as an option.
2: Yeah, it's like, January. Oh, he's six. floating this
1: out there. Oh, hey, look what Lindsey Graham is saying. Everybody wink. It's not even a fucking wink, wink.
2: It's January 6th all over. Again. Yeah, he has learned nothing
1: on a national scale.
2: Yeah. So th- those are the two sides. Sh- the question is: Do should- you
1: negotiate with terrorists, or do you? keep going in the fashion of America and, well, like th- this is part and parcel with uh, negotiating with per- terrorists. Do you continue on in the, the, the pattern and practice of America of uh, letting powerful, rich white men get away with murder, or do we actually uh, embody some of the, the founding principles that we aspire to about equal justice under the law?
2: Yeah, well, and as I sit here and I think about this question, I, I have to think about whether or not I would feel the same way about a Democratic president. And even though this is a hypothetical, I can't know how strong my biases would be in a similar situation, I genuinely believe that I would want this for whatever person it would be in this position regardless of their political affiliation. Yeah. And that is primarily because of the principle of it that I believe that you should be held accountable for your actions regardless of your power and privilege in society. And Donald Trump has lived an entire life of violating people's rights and Donald Trump has lived an entire life of discriminating against people in housing.
1: Let's not forget the little C with a circle around it meant for colored people if black folks submitted an application for rental and they were just summarily rejected.
2: Yeah, and I'm not saying, oh, here's our opportunity to pay him back for all of that terrible shit. It's just... This would be fitting with the pattern of his entire life where he is allowed to overcome and move past and yeah. evade the consequences of, of his actions. So, that is the question that's being debated. It was on the Sunday shows yesterday of should Trump be indicted? People come down on different sides for different reasons, but I would be interested to hear. From the audience what they're thinking about this question and maybe even how they see this debate playing out is it something that (laughs) makes them angry to hear people even talking about whether or not there there should not be an indictment in this case because of things like riots because of things like precedent
1: i would be in that camp it would make me angry Mm -hmm. if they do it if they pull a nixon ford Let's do this for the good of the country. Let's put it behind us and let's let the country heal. No, the country heals knowing that there are consequences, whether you're rich or poor, whether you're white or a person of color. That is what lets the nation heal. Not allowing someone to flagrantly flout the law, violate the Espionage Act, obstruct justice time after time after time. Anyway. Yeah, I think we know where I stand. But we'd love to know where you stand on it. Six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine. Email a voice memo from your smartphone to I doubt it at Dolamore dot com. Let's get to some listener communication. Let's go to Greg in Canada.
5: Uh good morning. It's Greg from Canada. Uh just listened to your podcast. Uh you're talking about the uh the video where people getting hurt in Canada, um, spilling oil on themselves and such like that. Just to give you some context, uh, that was a a string of commercials or serious commercials put out by the Canadian government that was to highlight that worker injuries happen not just on construction sites, uh, but also can happen in pretty much every other uh, um, industry or workplace. And uh, also to let people know that they do have rights if they are injured at work and that sort of thing. Uh, and so also highlight uh, the safety that, they, that they're doing. It's pretty horrific and, and over the top set of commercials for sure. But um, anyway, just how you guys might want some context for that. Uh, love the show, Brittany's the best part. Have a good one.
6: Love the show, Britney's the best part.
2: Bye. I love Greg calling to put us in our place because <laughs>
1: <laughs> we well, were not like laughing we're, about this. It's not like we're fact-checking some video from Zach Wood. Uh, Zach Woods from The Office and Silicon Valley. He was just a, a a funny video.
2: Yeah, well, and even the way he explained it. So Gray gave us the accurate explanation for what it was. Yeah. I don't think Zach Woods really has a, a firm grasp on what was being represented here. It was, and his, that was like his
1: favorite YouTube videos that are funny or whatever.
2: Yeah, so let's hear Zach Woods give the context for it.
1: There's
7: another category of YouTube videos that I highly recommend. For some reason, the Canadian government created all of these PSAs.
8: I'm the sous chef here.
7: They're the least specific PSAs I've ever seen. The PSAs are just about, don't make mistakes.
8: (laughs) Because I'm about to be in a terrible accident.
7: It's not like don't do drugs, it's not like don't drive drunk, it's just like, just be really careful.
8: I should have cleaned up the grease over there, and they should never put the deep fryer so (laughs) close.
7: They are the most horrifyingly graphic, violent videos. (laughs) And then it says, there really are no accidents. It's insane.
1: So thank you, Greg. Um, I know that internally, anytime we get fact-checked, Brittany's inner dialogue is represented here. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, They are. It
1: is. It's one thing to listen to (laughs) blood-curdling screams. It's another thing to actually watch the video where her skin is boiled off oh, her yeah. face and shit. Yeah. I mean, they really went all out. They
2: really did. <laughs> yeah. But remember the important context that Greg gave us. Yes. Yes.
1: That you can you, that you they actually have a social safety net in Canada where <laughs> you can be helped if you are injured at work. Yes. Fantastic message. Still You hear the guy in the background. There's been an accident. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think we got that, bro. <laughs> thank you.
1: <laughs> I mean, unless your job is like a haunted house, if you hear a scream like that, there's likely been an accident.
2: Yes, a severe one. Correct. So thank
1: you for the call, Greg. We appreciate it very much. Uh, moving on.
6: Hey, Disney. Hey, Brittany. Hey, sweetie. I'm uh, listening to the latest episode and talking about the latest uh, police abuse of a citizen caught on camera. And I just want to finish that saying that everybody tends to uh, bring up every time this happens, a few bad apples. But to continue that saying, it's a few bad apples spoiled a bunch. And right now, I mean, I have yet, you have experienced a police department, and I live in South Texas, so majority of police departments here are full of good old boys, and the amazing thing would be to find a cop that didn't have the mentality, shoot first, ask questions later. So I just wanted to bring that to light, and yeah, a few bad apples spoiled a bunch, and I don't, I haven't found a shiny apple yet.
2: So this was kind of a theme of some of the listener communication with the few bad apples spoiled a bunch. People were emailing us, calling us, letting us know that that's how the, the phrase finishes. I want to read one more email here. Thank you for that call. Uh, It seems to be a theme that that people kind of gathered around and really wanted to emphasize. So here's an email. Hello, Jesse and Brittany. I love the podcast and all the work you guys do. Every time there are police acting badly, I always hear the expression, a few bad apples. But the thing people leave out is the rest of the saying similar to the caller, yeah. a few bad apples spoil the bunch. If you have one bad cop and other cops do nothing, they are all bad cops. These past few years have reinforced my feeling toward police, which is general fear. I remember in 2006, I was waiting at work for my ride home. The store was closed, and all of a sudden, I see police roll up. My first instinct was to run, but after a little quick thinking, I felt I, it wasn't in my best interest. That happened in my early 20s, and I still remember that feeling. Anyway, love the show. And no name in this email, so we we can't the say who it came from because that's our our policy. Yeah. But yeah, so everyone wanted to get the phrase right. One bad apple spoils the bunch, I guess is what the the official phrase is, but for me it really depends on who you ask because <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. What? what, what? No, it pro- proceed. It
2: depends on who you ask, because according to the Osmonds, one bad apple does not spoil the bunch. In one
6: bad apple, don't spoil the whole bunch, girl. Oh, give it one more try before you give up all love. In one bad apple, wow. don't spoil the whole bunch, girl. Oh, I don't care what they say. I don't care what you heard.
1: Listen to those fucking white Mormons steal from the Jackson 5.
2: Is that not what the kids these days call a banger? I think it is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not exactly right. It doesn't?
2: Well, I mean, I didn't know the Osmonds were propagating cop propaganda. You
1: didn't. You didn't think that Mormons, <laughs> white Mormons would, would, would take that line?
2: I, I mean, that's what I'm hearing in this song. They were laying the foundation for the future counter-argument against the... <laughs> that's right. That's what this was. It's it's where it started.
1: Decades in advance.
2: And listen, it's super important for me to have relatable content for the audience, so I had to play the Osmonds. That's what happened today.
1: I think I'd rather <laughs> listen to the fucking Partridge family.
2: See, you are a hater, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, I hate
1: the message. I hate the the blatant appropriation, and piggybacking off of a legendary, amazing group, the Jackson 5. It's it's crazy how much they sound like the Jackson fucking 5.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I hear you on that.
1: Wow, you seem unconvinced.
2: I am looking up the year that one bad apple came out.
1: Oh, let's see.
2: Do you want to guess what year?
1: No, I have no idea. The, 70s. S- the same
2: year that ABC 70, by the Jackson 5 72? came out. Seventy.
1: So, my guess would be, my strong inclination would be, and now we've veered way off topic, is that Jackson 5 was huge, and then the Osmonds were engineered after the fact. It's not like the Jackson 5 ripped off the, the Osmond Children Act, or whatever the fuck they're called. The Osmonds. Is that what it is? Yes, the Osmonds. Yeah.
2: Well, it looks like the first Jackson 5 single was October 7th, 1969, I mm. want you back. Mm-hmm. So, I I would say that you're probably on to something with what you're saying is what I would. In my brief googling.
1: Yeah. Also, all you got to do is look at the the music industry in general. Look at fucking Elvis and it should tell you everything you need to know.
2: Yeah, listen, I've been jamming out to One Bad Apple for my whole life. So,
6: one bad apple, don't spoil the- <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, anyway, anonymous caller, anonymous emailer, uh, absolutely, uh, we are on board, unlike the Osmonds, that one bad apple does indeed, or a few bad apples do indeed spoil the bunch. But I contend that. Uh, there are far, there are few, few, few good cops, because if good cops witness bad cops do bad shit and don't do anything, then they're not good cops. They're not upholding their, their oath to the constitution of equal protection under the law and several other, so. Um uh, you know, it's a, it's an endemic problem in the United States that needs to be dealt with through policy and uh, aggressively. In fact,
2: well, and it's also constant headlines. I don't know if you saw the Florida deputy that resigned after pulling a gun on a pregnant black woman. Yeah, and, and
1: her two kids in the car.
2: Yeah, I think she had three kids, maybe, but I- maybe
1: so. I maybe the the her being pregnant because at one point she said mm-hmm. how many. And then included the fact that she was pregnant. But.
2: Yeah, so there were kids in the car that were videotaping from inside the car.
1: A drawn weapon jammed into her back.
2: Yeah, it was wild. And the way that he was speaking to her yeah. was escalating the conflict. There's no other way to describe it. it
1: on that note, mm-hmm. I was shocked at... Actually, we'll just we're, let's play the video and then we can talk about it. You make any movement, that'll be your last mistake you're going to make. I ain't worried. I got my gun on you. We're all good here. Step out. My still on. Okay. Go ahead. Take it off. Uh, Take it off. Try something.
5: Sir,
7: Step
1: I have, out.
5: I have my three kids Who else is in the vehicle? I have my, I'm
1: trying to talk. I have my three kids in the car. Okay. And the reason why I did not stop is because I'm in the middle of nowhere and my cousin tell me not. I, 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 your excuse means nothing to me right now. I don't want to hear it. You asked me. That good. Good. Question. Cool. Awesome. You want you to turn around for me? Step
8: out. No, yeah, awesome. Alright. Yes, I Okay. And my um,
2: one-year-old. Cool. So she was just.
1: I've never been pulled over oh, You don't know oh. how traffic stops works? You, you don't know that a vehicle is behind you with license signs for a Can mile. You're not gonna move over. Stop. Are you crying? Stop.
7: I'm pregnant, sir. So I'm pregnant. Okay. I was only not because it's dark out, and I have four, three kids with me. I'm pregnant, and I did not want them to feel uncomfortable.
1: Cool. That's why I put my hazard lights on. And then all that is shady. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing right now.
6: I'm just telling you why.
1: I don't care about why. Just shut up.
6: Yes, sir. About
2: the why. Yes, sir. Don't care about the why. I cannot describe how... um Angry, I feel, while watching this because, or listening to this, because the cop is doing every single thing that he can to escalate this conflict. Right. And she is having to deal with him in the most calm terms while she's being treated like a criminal. Right. For doing nothing. For doing actually what's sensible. She's in the middle of an area that she doesn't know well. She wanted to get to an area that was... To a lit
1: parking lot where she ended up pulling over. Right. And this is
2: what they recommend, by the way. I, I, I don't know if this cop has never heard about this, if he's new here to earth. Yeah. But especially for women, women have been pulled over by people impersonating police and then hurt raped whatever it might be and so women are often told instructed to either call when they're being pulled over and ensure that they are dealing with an actual cop yeah or find a well-lit area so she's doing what is safe for her and for her children
1: and it- he's screaming at her good good awesome awesome it's shady i don't care i don't care i freaking out yeah it is it's weird how his sarcastic tone was also mixed with fury and rage and anger. Right. Like all at the same time.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, what's going on for this guy at home that he can't do his job? He can't protect and serve. He has to treat people. I mean, I don't even know how to. It's it's fucking reprehensible, and well, and he he got fired, or he quit, or he resigned. Yeah,
2: yeah. And listen, if it's so shady to him that she was what she was doing was speeding, going seventy five and a fifty five. That's what they allege, and that she okay. she put her hazards on, slowed down, and drove until she pulled into the gas station.
1: So, so, uh, so alerting him, I'm pulling over. It's right, happening, right? But this is dark as fuck out here, and I'm going to get somewhere safe.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And so if he was so concerned and fearful of his safety or whatever he wants to allege, then why didn't he call for backup and say, this person that I'm trying to pull over is not pulling over. Right. I'm concerned about what I'm going to be dealing with here. I need backup. He didn't do that. Instead, he just decided to escalate a conflict that he didn't need to escalate. Yeah. Yeah. What are they teaching these cops?
1: Again, the just one, one, uh, one bad apple. It, that's, that's all it is, Brittany. One
2: bad apple, don't
1: spoil. He don't one spoil one the whole spoil. bunch. He's just, he's just one guy.
2: All right, We can't assist with the Osmonds and their propaganda. We can't keep playing that.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, we'd love to know what you think. 657-464-7609. Email those voice memos from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com.
7: I Doubt It is a listener-supported podcast. Support comes from our most loyal, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners just like you via Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as $2 a month would help keep the conversation moving forward one podcast at a time. If you have a few dollars to spare each month, we invite you to help produce the show by joining the Patreon family. Please visit patreon.com slash
1: Podcast.
2: We would like to thank our new Patreon supporters, Rob R.
1: Rob R.
2: Caleb W.
1: Caleb W.
2: Brandy A.
1: Brandy A.
2: Jeff M. Jeff M. John Y. John Y. And Eric B. Eric B. Those were all different. You're not commenting on it. I know. (laughs) Thank you to our new and existing Patreon supporters. We could not do this without you. You only have a few more days left to enter into the contest. We are going to be drawing... Six winners, six winners to get one piece of merch from the Teespring store. So you can become a Patreon supporter in the next few days before we do that drawing on September 1st, and you will be entered to win one piece of merch from the Teespring store. You get to choose whatever you want, whatever size, whatever color, sweatshirts, t-shirts, mugs, totes, stickers, Don't know why you would waste your reward on a sticker, but if that's what you want to do, then we will do that for you. So we are excited for that, excited for all the winners to be announced and for you guys to get your your merch. So be sure to become a Patreon supporter by September 1st if you want to be entered to win or send us an email to it at dollamore.com and give us your name and one reason that you love the show and you can also be entered to win per Patreons requirement. for giveaways yes patreon that was for you so you know we are following the rules
1: because we're not bad apples we follow (laughs) the fucking rules all right we love you guys we appreciate very much moving on dollar facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism
2: we finally got the announcement on student loan debt cancellation, and I'm sure everyone has has heard by now that it is up to $10,000 for student loan borrowers whose loans are held by the Dep- Department of Education with an income less than 125000 per year for married couples who file jointly. The student loan cancellation income limit is 250000 And for Pell Grant recipients, that is individuals who received grants due to low income, that would be me, the student loan relief is up to $20,000. Yeah. So significant in many ways. A lot of people believe that this fell short of what they wanted and what was possible.
1: I think it did, but not to the level that we should be like wildly criticizing this because this... This is going to go a long way to help the people who most, really most needed, people who who got Pell Grants. People who were the the poorest of this group are going to be getting more help than those maybe who who need a little less.
2: Yeah, and there's also changes that were made to the income-based repayment plans. So those are exactly what it sounds like. You work with the Department of Education or you work with your... Loan provider to have a repayment plan that is based on how much money you make. And the Biden administration proposed new rules that would do several different things. One of them is require that borrowers pay no more than 5% of their discretionary income monthly on undergraduate mm. loans. So that's down from the 10% that is available under most of the income-driven repayment it's a big plans. big deal. They, the rule would also raise the amount of income that is considered non-discretionary income and therefore is protected from repayment. So this would guarantee that no borrower earning under 225% of the federal poverty level, which is about the annual equivalent of a $15 minimum wage for a single person, will have to make a monthly payment. hmm and it's also going to forgive loan balances after 10 years of payments instead of 20 years for borrowers with loan balances of $20,000 or less. And uh, also cover the borrower's unpaid monthly interest. So unlike other existing plans, no loan balance will grow as long as the person is making their monthly payments, even when that monthly payment is zero because their income is low. Yeah. Yeah. So these rules not talked about as much as the actual just, amounts.
1: Just full dollar amounts, yeah.
2: Yeah. So there were other significant moves. But we also saw a new side from President Biden when he made this announcement. Because, of course, online this discussion started of whether or not this is fair. Mr. is this unfair to people who
6: paid their student loans or chose not to take out loans?
3: Is it fair to people who, in fact... Uh, do not own multi-billion-dollar
9: businesses. If you want these guys get them all attached, is that fair? What do you think? What about people who pay their loans, so struggle to pay their
2: loans, and now others don't have to? Oh, what about them, Peter Ducey?
1: <laughs> that kid's the worst, man. What
2: about those people?
1: What's great about the fairness thing with when that guy asking the questions? That the only reason right. he has his fucking job is because his last name is Ducey.
2: Yeah, his dad. Steve, Steve Ducey's Ducey.
1: dad. Yeah, Steve Ducey is his dad. the 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 co host of Fox and Friends on Fox News.
2: Yeah, so I wonder what Peter Ducey thinks about fairness in the workplace, and who else could have had Peter Ducey's job if it weren't for Steve Ducey?
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing that really happened that was just laughable and and just predictable is all of these Republican members of Congress, and this goes along with. Biden kind of changing his tone and his approach to Republicans. He's going on the offensive, which is fucking finally, finally, he's getting a little backbone and wanting to be aggressive towards some of these members of Congress who are recalcitrant and hypocritical because every republican congressperson who came out and was like oh this is unfair this is people who worked hard to pay their student loans and now these people get theirs paid off that's unfair for these loans to be forgiven and paid off they on the twitter account for the white house retweeted with quote retweeted every single person who had gotten um a ppp loan forgiven Matt Gates $476,000. Marjorie Taylor Greene, $180,000. Greg Pence, 79000 Vern Buchanan, $2.8 million. Kevin Hearn from Oklahoma, uh, 1070000 The list is long. Brett Guthrie, $4.3 million. Carol Miller, a Republican from West Virginia, $3.1 There's several others. I'm skipping here. These loans were forgiven. This is a loan forgiveness program that they took advantage of to the tune of millions of dollars, but are whining about 10000 or 20000
2: So a strange thing that has happened surrounding this conversation as well, where I have seen liberals on Twitter saying that it is not a fair comparison to talk about the Republicans that had their PPP loans forgiven. And I don't understand the logic there because... I, They're wrong because these people are criticizing the fact that loans are being forgiven, and
1: the federal government is forgiving them.
2: And I, the only difference, I guess, I see as I'm thinking through it right now is that students took out loans expecting that they would be paid back. The PPP loans, there was never an expectation of paying them back. It was always an awareness that kind this of a money wink, wink would be forgiven, but. The thing is, the student loan situation is still means tested. So there is an income limit, and Pell Grant recipients are getting more forgiveness. The PPP loans, there was no means testing. Obviously. So you had the Kardashians getting a bunch of money and getting that forgiven. You had Kanye West's company getting a bunch of money and getting it forgiven. There were millionaires receiving PPP loans to keep their businesses afloat. Yeah. And then getting that money forgiven people that surely could have covered it
1: <laughs> on their well, own, Well, especially when I've heard a lot of these, these, these guys approach politicians and said, well, well, we worked really hard. I saved a bunch of money. I did it the right way. And now you're just going to forgive all the loans. Am I going to get my money back? And it's just it, it's it's the typical Republican thing. Free money for me, but not for thee. Corporate welfare for me, not regular social safety net shit for you.
2: Well, and Republicans are also trying to act like this is a bailout for rich people. Like this is going to oh, yeah. go f- I'm for the elitist rich people when it's actually targeted toward people who have middle incomes or lower incomes or who come from low income families. It's
1: also asinine to to assert That the Trump kids had student loans that they paid off. Mm -hmm. That Bill Gates' kids have student loans that they had to pay off. Rich people don't take out student loans. Student loans are a thing when you, you need to navigate those financial waters rich people don't need to do that.
2: Well, and Elizabeth Warren went on with Alex Wagner, who has a new show on MSNBC. She's great. And they talked about this very thing. The
0: Republican Party is certainly not throwing a ticker tape parade over this. And in fact, uh, they seem bullish yeah. on this, the utility of this as a political cudgel. Uh, I will quote Tom Cotton. Nope. There is no such thing as student loan forgiveness. This is a bailout paid for the large majority of Americans who never went to college or who responsibly Paid off their debts. There is nothing the Republican Party loves more than a culture a culture war. And they see this as ripe. right. Um, this is a, you know, we know that education is the dividing line in American politics. It's what really separates the Republican Party from the Democratic Party. And Republicans are going to make hay of this and say, this is another handout to the liberal elitist base, courtesy of Joe Biden. The Republican Party is a party of the grassroots working class. Um, Setting aside the validity of that, what is the Democratic response to that? How are Democrats going to field this line of complaints? And it will be something you see a lot of between now and November.
8: My answer is bring it on. Bring it on. $20,000 in student loan debt forgiveness goes to people who had Pell Grants. 95% of the people who have Pell Grants come from families with incomes of less than $60,000. The people who are being helped here, 42% of them, don't even have a college diploma. These are not people who went to Harvard the way that Tom Cotton did. (laughs) These are people who have been scratching it out at state schools, at historically black colleges and universities. They have had to borrow money to get there. They've had to borrow money to stay there. And they've had the hardest time paying off their debts on the other side.
1: Did you hear that? 95% 95% of people who have been given, granted a, a Pell Grant, come from families, not, not, a, not parents who individually make $60,000 a year, families that make $60,000 less than $60,000 per year. This isn't a giveaway to the rich in America.
2: Well, we also forgot one thing that's happening with the loans, which is the interest rate is going to be continue to be 0%. There's a pause on payments that was extended until December 31st, of this year
1: it should be that way in perpetuity if there's going to be loans at all yes it should be interest fucking free
2: i agree with that and that that is a common thing that that i've seen online where people are talking about not only should more be forgiven but also the interest needs to be dealt with as well i will say i've heard from many people that are going to have their loans gone now they have a balance of zero and how
1: great is that for them it's beautiful how great Uh, of something for the economy is that going to be it's beautiful that money won't be just servicing a loan anymore Mm -hmm. they can use it to buy a house they can use it to to
2: put food on the table. infuse
1: it into the fucking economy if you want to look at it from a macro sense thousands of people hundreds of thousands anyway this is a net good for the country this is a net good for americans this is a net good
2: I've seen the dark Brandon thing online. Does that just mean like an edgy Joe Biden? Is that what dark Brandon is?
1: I'm not, I don't know. I'm usually like several weeks behind a new trend online because I'm, hey, you kids, get off my lawn. Okay. But I think it started as a making fun of Joe Biden thing. And then Democrats co-opted it. I think I'd, okay. I'd love the audience to explain it.
2: Yeah, I'll ask Ben. He's my go-to for explaining <laughs> yeah. all things young people to me. So,
1: uh, <laughs> at least you're you're in my get off my lawn camp too. I'm,
2: excuse me. I that's not what I'm saying. But I.
1: <laughs> so explain it.
2: I can't explain it, but I'm Uh, I'm going to talk to Ben. uh, Yeah, I'm going to talk to Ben. So I think that Dark Brandon means an edgier Joe Biden. That's what I think it means. Because this week I've seen a lot of Dark Brandon memes, specifically because there has been this edgier Joe Biden. We talked about it a little bit earlier, where he is going directly after Republicans. And specifically, he... Spent a decent amount of time going after Marjorie Taylor Greene this mm, week, but
3: I love to see that
2: also Ted Cruz.
3: But I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about what they're doing. And all is all there in black and white. He wants to require Congress to vote on the future of Social Security every five years. So every five years, Congress can vote to change, cut, reduce or entirely eliminate Social Security. How does that make you feel? Do you want to put your Social Security in the hands of Ted Cruz and Marjorie Taylor Greene? I mean it. But it's not just Social Security. Senator Scott wants everything in the federal budget voted on de novo every five years that goes out of existence. That includes Medicare, veterans benefits, and everything else. And then along comes Ron, Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. This is what they put this in writing now. This is their plan. He thinks five years is too long. I'm not joking. You think I'm making this up? He wants to put Social Security and Medicare (laughs) on the chopping block every single year. Listen, while I agree with Joe Biden's points here.
2: (laughs) I loved watching your face. I
1: fucking hate. I'm not joking. I Listen to everybody. You think I'm joking? You think I'm making this up? No one thinks you're making it up, Joe Biden. You're the president (laughs) of the United States, not yuck yuck at the fucking chuckle hut on the weekend. I don't know why. Yes, it makes me mad. (laughs) I don't know why it makes me so mad, but it does.
2: But his points
1: are well taken. Even though he wants to reinforce how he's not joking.
2: Yeah, so I think this is great that we're seeing this side of Joe Biden and I think this actually Are you joking when you say this? I'm not joking. You're serious. <laughs> I'm not joking, everybody. <laughs> it, he can be why do I keep doing that? And you, know. you're doing it to me. <laughs> you're making it happen because you're doing <laughs> it. It's your fault. It's <laughs> you. So he can be pushed. He did not want to cancel any loans. Yeah. And he was
1: pushed to do it. Which is a strange thing because he campaigned on canceling student loan debt.
2: And he he doesn't seem to want to directly challenge Republicans, preferring instead to reach across the aisle and yeah. show that he is working compassionately with Republicans. And I think it's
1: muscle memory for him at this point.
2: Yeah, so this is hopeful that he is caving to the pressure of being a different president and whether or not it's because he's fearful of the consequences of what's about to happen with the midterms and the democrats possibly losing the house then i mean i don't know what the motivation is but let whatever it is be the motivation to have this new joe biden that is directly challenging republicans because that's what the party wants to see i believe that's what the
1: base wants to see absolutely in fact let's 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 make a prediction here That if he goes down this path after having canceled student loans or or given relief on student loan debt, and if he continues down this path of calling out the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Lauren Boebert's and the Ted Cruz's and the Paul Gosar's and the radicals in the party, which really is just about everybody, he will see his popularity rise, his approval ratings rise, Mm -hmm. and it will be... Some empirical data for him to analyze and say, oh, well, shit. I need to quit kissing Mitch McConnell's ass and talking about what an honorable man he is. Yes. And take him to the fucking woodshed. That's it.
2: Definitely <laughs> moving in the right direction, Joe Biden. Please keep it
1: up. Yeah. The other thing that's moving in the right direction. Ooh is the Look at like that a, little yeah, is the uh, investigation into Donald Trump and his illegal possession of top secret documents his purported alleged possible likely violation of the espionage act um there's been this back and forth between after his 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 uh, home was raided by the FBI and documents were taken it was reported that 300 Documents were of the highest classification, and then uh, a, a letter was revealed and that was sent in like May by the National Archives and Records Administration that actually 700 documents were found, and then there was all of this 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 consternation over whether or not the 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 search warrant would be and the 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 property receipt would be released. And then that wasn't good enough for Republicans. They wanted the actual affidavit that um, justified the underlying search warrant. And the affidavit, heavily redacted affidavit, was actually released by the judge.
8: The Justice Department has released the partially redacted affidavit used to authorize the FBI search of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home in Florida. A Florida judge ordered the Justice Department to unseal the document by noon Friday. The affidavit argues the search was necessary due to highly classified records found in boxes recovered by the National Archives back in January. Robert Costa is in West Palm Beach, Florida, with the latest.
7: The redacted affidavit reveals that of the 15 boxes of government records Donald Trump brought with him to Mar-a-Lago and ultimately returned to the archives in January, 14 had classified documents. Some, including sensitive information derived from government informants, critical to U.S. intelligence gathering.
3: That is the linchpin of the entire affidavit. We are talking about materials that could kill people, as well as, of course, reveal sources and methods really undermine our national security.
7: In total, investigators found 184 documents with classification markings, including 67 documents marked as confidential, 92 marked as secret, and 25 top secret. The documents labeled HCS, referring to human confidential sources, stood out to former acting CIA director Mike Morrell. The ones that are most concerning to me are the the ones that were marked HCS, um, which is a marking that indicates that information was derived from um, CIA spies overseas. The affidavit underscores the alarm about the possible vulnerability of Trump's waterfront property. A Secret Service source tells CBS News that it is a private club with protection but limited background checks. The affidavit goes on to provide a glimpse into the Justice Department's sources and who might have witnessed potential criminal activity at Mar-a-Lago, noting the department spoke to a significant number of civilian witnesses. In order to protect them from intimidation or from being publicly outed, the Florida federal judge and federal prosecutors agreed on the extensive redactions. The FBI agent who wrote the affidavit also said there was probable cause to believe that evidence of obstruction will be found at Trump's property as well as contraband, fruits of crime, and other items illegally possessed. Trump and his Republican How allies remain frustrated with the search and with the Justice Department. His spokesman today saying the affidavit was overtly political. Former Trump intelligence official John Radcliffe spoke There's to CBS's Catherine Herridge.
9: Well, the unsealing of this today isn't going to do much to, again, tamp down the, the chaos, the, the confusion. Remember that,
1: I mean, let me rephrase. They're calling this overtly political, but you need to remember that every single thing that has ever gone down with Donald Trump relative to impropriety or criminality has been called overtly political. His perfect phone call with Volodymyr Zelensky was overtly political. The entire Mueller Mueller investigation, the witch hunt, Russia, 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 was overtly political. Just because they say it doesn't mean it is because in this case, it is not. We're talking about national security here and the safety of human intelligence sources, which we've been talking about for weeks, and now it's verified that it's the fact.
2: Well, and Maggie Haberman has been... Uh, tweeting and reporting on this and yesterday she tweeted that the classified documents taken from the White House quote have not been handled in an appropriate manner or stored in an appropriate location. Accordingly we ask that the room at Mar-a-Lago where the documents had been stored be secured and that all of the boxes that were moved from the White House to Mar-a-Lago along with any other items in that room be preserved in that room in their current condition until further notice. And then she noted that during the August 8th search, the FBI found additional documents in that area that, that, that the letter was talking about, yeah. but also on the floor of the closet in Mr. Trump's office. Mr. Trump, as Maggie Haberman calls him. So, <laughs> yeah, just that's not me. So, this is kind of going to the Fox commentary where they were moving the goalposts around and saying, well, he would have to like have these in his actual desk in order for this to be a problem. Okay. So what do you think about them being found on like the floor of his closet in his office? Is that good enough for you, Jesse Waters?
1: Well, listen, it it is all, I'm not Jesse Waters, everybody. Uh, (laughs) it is obviously they're leaning on the fact that mar-a-lago is a more secure resort situation because a former president lives there and it has secret service protection but that does, there have been multiple multiple not just one chinese associated intelligence officer captured found infiltrating mar-a-lago this last week there was another uh neer like a ukrainian woman who was working as an intelligence operative? Who got busted posing as someone else? It's not secure there. Donald Trump's ego will not allow it to be secured because he wants to be a braggadocious douchebag. And look at this! Look at this letter from King Kim Jong Un. Uh, I mean, he's he, he's like Britney Page with the, uh.
2: wow, <laughs> vicious attack.
1: So, so listen, th- this. I think I said it in a video last week that uh, who knew this is what would bring Donald Trump down. We've witnessed rampant and flagrant criminality for over the course of five years. And finally, this is the thing that's going to get traction. I mean, come the fuck on. We watched him. We watched him publicly obstruct justice. We watched him publicly intimidate witnesses. And this is the thing that's finally getting a little movement.
2: You know who's going hard on this, surprisingly, is Karl Rove. I saw that. Karl Rove, he was a senior advisor and deputy chief of staff during the George W. Bush administration. And he's a regular commentator on Fox News. Of course he is. And when I say going hard, I mean, we're talking about the Republican response here. So normally they are defending everything that Donald Trump does and continuously moving the goalposts. But Karl Rove specifically says that it is beyond him. He doesn't understand why Donald Trump did what he did.
9: Uh, it, I'm with Turley on this. The, the, the leaks are abysmal. Uh, and look, I think it is up to the to, I think it would be in the best advice to the former president to leave this to his lawyers and not to further comment on this for two reasons. One is, is it, it lowers his exposure legally. But the other reason is, is to let the election conversation get back to what it ought to be about, which is about inflation and the economy and the direction of the country and people's views of President uh, Biden's competence. Not you know, we've now we're now Now into our third week where we're talking primarily about uh, the the former president's uh, retention of White House Mm -hmm. records and and the kerfuffle that that's brought about. And that's not healthy for the Republicans. It's not healthy for former President Trump. Better for him to stop commenting on it, leave it to the lawyers, and let the problem be resolved.
1: Our president is jeopardizing national security in a radical way. But what about the election, y'all? I mean, get the fuck out of here, but... He is telling Donald Trump to shut his mouth. Mm -hmm. Keep your mouth shut, bro. Let your lawyers do the talking for you.
2: And why might that be? (laughs) Why might he be advising him to let his lawyers do the talking? Guilty. So he continues and really reinforces his point that he doesn't understand what Trump was doing here.
6: Uh, Carl, uh, Jonathan Turley was just joining us a moment ago, and he uh, said, yes, uh, the affidavit does confirm a couple points that it did appear in the leaks that we have seen come from the press throughout this process. But he also says the affidavit did not establish that the Trump people were wholly uncooperative or non-communicative while noting that they were asked to turn over material and did not do so. There seems to be still a huge piece missing there in the timeline in and the affidavit doesn't appear to to clear that up. Going back to the New York Post headline in the middle of all of this, you could have just asked.
9: Well, first of all, I, I agree with Jonathan Turley about the leaks. They are very troubling. This is what we don't want to see out, of, out of a process like this. But look, it is clear that beginning sometime in early 2021 through january of 2022 the nara the national archives and records administration was continually asking for the return of all material the presidential record act is clear a president does not have the right to leave the white house and pick and choose what documents he wants to take with him. he can ask for copies but those are the property of the american people and since 1978 no president has left with the you know sort of picking and choosing their own documents so they, they were asking how many times we don't know but the impression and the in the affidavit is that they asked for multiple times and and, in in january were given material back they again begin to ask the federal government begins to ask the former president for return of anything else he has there and they know there their material there i mean they go on june 3rd and view the boxes of material they have a general sense of how many boxes are there so you know maybe we ought to ask the government how many times did you ask for the return of the material and president trump has said several times all they had to do was ask well, my sense is they were asking for a year and a half, and why why he was holding on to these materials when he had no legal authority to do so under the Presidential Records Act is beyond me.
3: Uh, all right, Carl Rove, uh, with his thoughts on that, Carl, <laughs> we appreciate it. We may come back to you depending on you can see uh, how uncomfortable he is. Yeah. Uh, right now, let's go back to David. Sp- the interesting
1: phrase to pay attention to there is all they had to do was ask. If you rob a bank. And you've got all the loot in your closet on the floor of the closet in your office. And the FBI wants the money back and they keep asking you or or not. It doesn't matter that all they had to do was ask and I would have given the money back. The money that you possess is illegal. The money that you possess in this case contains highly sensitive, top secret, the highest classification of of top secret. Human intelligence. And uh, you shouldn't have it. It's against the law for you to possess it. All they had to do was ask and I would have given it back. You still broke the law, dumb fuck.
2: Yeah, and even even Carl Rove is saying yeah. they were asking for a year and a half. My sense is they were asking for a year and a half. That's why the Fox News host there at the end didn't know what to do with this because yeah. this is Carl Rove saying this. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it, it's remarkable because they want it all the ways. They want it all the way. Like everything, they want it all the ways. Yeah. So. Good times. We love your thoughts on this, six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine. Of course, you can email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at com.
2: So, as if this country were not going backwards enough, sliding backward enough, a school district in Missouri... Is now reinstating corporal punishment. Yes, you heard that correctly spanking
9: one of the suggestions that came out was concerns about student discipline and so we uh, reacted uh, by implementing several different uh, strategies, Corporal punishment being one of them.
8: Dr. Johnson says this change will give principals one more disciplinary option before students receive more serious punishments such as suspensions. Administrators say it would be the last resort for parents and faculty members if other means of discipline do not work.
9: It's something that uh, we don't uh, anticipate using frequently. This is an opt-in only option for parents, so anyone who disagrees with uh, corporal punishment, uh, they simply do nothing by not opting in.
8: Johnson says he understands there will be different views on this decision, and the district respects the opinions of parents who choose not to opt in. Parents like Kimberly Richardson, who says if a child is going to be punished, it should be up to the parents. She would also prefer the district continue with the other forms of discipline. Like in-school suspension, that would be fine with me, or even out-of-school suspensions. I think those are just way better than corporal punishment. Another parent, Dylan Burns, says he doesn't see a problem with corporal punishment and thinks every parent has the right to choose.
4: No matter what you choose, uh, I think you need to sit down with your kids and choose what's best for you and your family, and that fits your parenting style. And trust that everybody there at Cassville is not going to do anything that you don't want done to your child.
8: Corporal punishment is authorized by Missouri statute as an option for each local school to consider if parents opt in. Reporting in Cassville, Madison Horner, KY3 News.
1: Barbaric ass shit in 2022.
2: Yeah, this has been a controversial topic that we haven't talked about in a while, is spanking. And Every
1: time we do, it, in, in, it, it uh, inflames passions.
2: Yes, because there are many people who, as you can tell, <laughs> are still supportive of this, even though it is hitting children. So the science
1: is pretty clear on it, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is a thing that if you're concerned with behavioral problems in children, this is not the way to respond to that. This is the thing that creates... And increases the likelihood that you are going to have behavioral problems, that you are going to have increased aggression, that you're going to have increased antisocial behavior. The things that you are trying to avoid Mm -hmm. provoking within your child, hitting them is not going to be the thing that prevents those problems from happening. Instead, it's going to make them worse or create them. And... I just think it's fascinating to hear that guy who supports this saying that you should sit down with your family and discuss what's best for your family and what fits your parenting style. And like, he's talking about beating kids. Parenting
1: style. Yeah. Is,
2: is that a parenting style?
1: Well, it's it's so interesting that you can't hit an adult, like even in your household. Yeah. I I can't discipline you being my wife and family member.
2: That's domestic violence. Right.
1: That is, that's a crime. Mm-hmm. But if if it's a child, yeah, beat away. Beat away.
2: Well, and the line there is that you can't leave a mark. So you can still create the fear of God and the psychological terror that You can, you that can goes also into, still hurt them. You can hurt them, but you can also create the psychological terror that comes along with having an adult harming you physically- and then, of course, yes, the physical harm. I mean, none, nothing about this is okay. Nothing about this is something that parents should want. And we've talked about this for years on this show. And to see a Missouri school district... I don't care that parents can opt out of it. You're still going to be sending your kids to a school with kids that are being spanked possibly in school and also other adults that are like spanking kids in school. It just seems like a recipe for increased aggression and
1: increased problems. I I don't, I saw some responses to this and like people talking about, well, no one's going to hit my kid except for me. Oh great. Like that's, Oh, you're gonna take you're gonna take care that only you can abuse your child. Fan fucking tastic.
2: Yeah, well, and you always hear from people, Well, I got spanked as a kid and I turned out okay. Yeah. Did you?
1: <laughs> I mean are, I I did are you okay? I did get spanked as a child. And although I think I turned out okay, it's in spite of, not because of the spanking.
2: Yeah, listen, I got more than spanked. As a kid, and we don't need to get into it, but I, again, am lucky that I don't have more problems because of that. Yeah, And so for people to say, well, this happened to me and I turned out okay, once again, your personal experience does not generalize to the population, and it's time that we stop doing that because oftentimes our own personal experiences can actually interfere with our ability to understand the experiences of others, even if we've had the same ones. So yeah, let's stop doing that. God damn, it's so could.
1: great! In fact, it's so great that we're gonna move on.
2: <laughs> wow, <laughs> endless attacks. That's how it's
5: done.
1: It's the asshole of today.
2: Self-proclaimed prophet, Robin Bullock.
1: Oh, I love me some Robin Bullock.
2: Listen, Robin Bullock has a report directly from God. He has
1: a bat phone to Jesus uh, on his desk.
2: And this report that he got directly from God is, it's urgent. And the report says, listen, it's very important. The report says that God is very upset about the FBI search at Mar-a-Lago. She's
8: not a Christian.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, here it is. And when they raided Mar-a-Lago, I didn't know you were do God that. <laughs> didn't like that,
1: Steve. Wait, 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 wait. That, that didn't jo- set. We're oh, <laughs> we're stepping on the clip. Okay. With our our laughter and I'm sorry and, and jovialness.
2: Yeah, let's keep it keep it serious.
1: And when
4: they raided Mar-a-Lago, God didn't like that, Steve. <laughs> that didn't set well in heaven. It didn't set well at all. Oh. When they did that, you know, the scripture says, touch my, not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Well, they touched his anointing when they did that, Aww. his anointed, because uh, Trump is David. Wow. He's David, he began to be David. Old claim. When, uh, uh, when all of this, when Barack Obama's seal fell off of his podium. He began I to take. Remember that I remember that yeah. It fell up and rolled away, or something. He sure did. He sure did. And uh, see, Obama would love to be the Antichrist. What? He would love to be the what? Anointed One because uh, they named him that. Remember? Yeah. But he—he's not. And this will be—he's he, not. He can't be now because he is now God in the Spirit. He became Gog. It's
1: real good stuff right there. Real good stuff.
5: Yee-haw! Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Yeehaw!
1: Robin Bullock. He with a prophecy from God.
2: I love these people that interview someone like Robin Bullock, someone like Jordan Peterson. Take your pick.
1: And they're like, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, like what you're saying exactly, yes. It makes a lot of sense when it makes sense. Zero sense. No one understands what you're saying.
1: Touch not touch not God's anointed. Donald Trump is God's anointed. He is David, who the Bible describes as a man after God's own heart. Are these fucking people high? Well, even the
2: Antichrist wanting to be antichrist, he can't because now he's got like whatever he was saying there was very Jordan Peterson, the climate is everything. Weren't
1: you fucking listening to what he said, Brittany? No. The seal rolled away from the podium. It's very all very clear. It makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah. Climate and everything are the same.
1: Everything. Well, what is climate?
2: It's what, everything. What
1: is everything? They're What's, the same. What is the what is it? What <laughs> is a seal?
3: Ooh. What
1: is Mar-a-Lago?
3: We're asking I mean, we the gotta, important questions. We gotta define the
1: terms, Brittany. Mm-hmm. Robin Bullock, by the way, he's the same guy who a few weeks ago said that the Supreme Court of Heaven has already decertified the election of Joe Biden, says God. This guy's the new fucking Josh Feuerstein.
2: So it's like, are there different heavens for different countries? Is there like a specific United States of America heaven? Is that what's going on?
1: Wow, that's a question. That is a question. I mean, which heaven do you want to end up in? (laughs) (laughs) is there is there healthcare in heaven it sounds like there's borders
2: there's borders in heaven is what he's getting at yeah definitely
1: there are no globalists in in america no
2: they're definitely pro borders in heaven if
1: i if i'm gonna pick a heaven to go to it's dog heaven (laughs) you know what i mean yeah that's the best heaven
2: i wonder if there's also borders in dog heaven
1: i want to go to bulldog dog heaven That's where I want to go. All right. Anyway, we'd love to know what you think about these very serious topics. Supreme Court of Heaven. God being unhappy with the raid. You know, God doesn't have enough to worry about. Starving children in Africa and around the world. Famine. Genocide. No, 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 no. Mar-a-Lago raid. That's top-notch information and concern (laughs) of the creator of the universe. But we'd like to know what you think. Six, five, seven. 464-7609. 464-7609. Of course, you can email a voice memo from your smartphone to I doubt it at Dalamore.com. You have just a couple of days to get in on the contest, the, the merch giveaway. If you're already a Patreon supporter before this month, you're entered to win. If you became a Patreon supporter this month, or if you become one this month that we're in, you're entered to win. The other way that you can do so without contributing to the show is to email idoubtit at dollamore.com. Give us your name. Tell us why you love the show and that you want to enter to win. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We will see you next time. Until we do, for Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dolamore, and this has been I Doubt